This is a Harper Guys production. The following will contain adult subject matter and may not be suitable for all audiences. Capital Punishment. Welcome to the Gallows. This is Jake. With me as always, my co-host Adam. Yo. And he's going to give us our little PSA to get started. All right. Uh, visit us at thegallowspodcast.com. From there, you can go to our Facebook and Twitter pages. You can also visit us everywhere podcasts are found. If you have questions, comments, or case ideas, please email us at thegallowspod at gmail.com. Perfect. Just a few things on upcoming executions. Uh, we were supposed to have one on 426, which was Ivan Cantu in Texas. So he actually robbed and murdered his cousin and his cousin's fiance. They have pulled his case, and it's actually going to be heard by the Supreme Court, which is a very rare occurrence, especially this close to an execution, because it's all about his mental acuity. So it's going to be interesting to see hmm. how this one ends up shaking out. Uh, so that one is off the books for, for now. Uh, Texas has got to take the wait-and-see approach. So okay. Then we got uh, Michael Tissus. He's coming up on 6-6. Uh, he killed a couple of corrections officers trying to escape prison. And then on July 20th, we have Jermaine Cannon. Uh, he escaped from prison and the very next day killed his longtime girlfriend. So those are the only ones that are coming up before really the end of the summer. So just kind of keep you up to date on those. A little different than what we normally do. We normally, you know, have a little bit of an update on things going on in the world and upcoming executions, and then we get into whatever the story is for the night. Instead, as we kind of, we are starting, this is kind of the beginning of what I'll call kind of season two, season three, you know, we're kind of relaunching, starting up again here. I I thought it would be a good time to kind of go over this a little bit. A A lot of times, capital punishment gets looked at from a very singular direct question. You know, should we or should we not have capital punishment, right? I mean, anytime that you had those conversations in school, that was what the question was, right? Well, what I've done is I've compiled a list of questions just to have a discussion back and forth tonight about all the different elements that actually go in to this subject. It's not just cut and dry a yes or a no. There's a lot of things to consider. A lot of these are things that have come out of shows and the list could be three times this long. These are not the only 20 questions that can be asked about this subject, but I thought it was a good idea to kind of get some of this information out there, kind of give you something to think about as you're listening to the shows and kind of where you feel some of these lines should be drawn. I mean, obviously we're going to be the, the, the generation that dictates 
how this is going to go in our country over the next couple of centuries. I mean, I feel like we're in a time where there's lots of legislation that are changing on lots of subjects. This is something that's going to be, be coming up more and more. I have a feeling. So, yeah. uh, Anything that you guys have to add to this uh, when the show's over, please, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, please hit us up at our at our Twitter accounts or on our uh, on our email, and we would love to to have your discussion as part of the show. If there was a part that we missed here, something else that you wanted to go over, so I'm going to just jump in. Adam has not seen the list before we've started tonight, so a lot of this is going to be off the cuff. So we'll we'll give this a shot and see how it goes, right? Like a mushroom, like Always a mushroom in the dark, right? So <laughs> listen to you. So simple as as we kind of start like. Should we have capital punishment? And, uh, yes or no with an answer. But then also, should we have brought it back in 1976 after it was actually shut down for about 20 years? You asking me? I'm, a, I'm asking. Okay. Should we have it? And, I have the and, floor. And, sh- and should it have come back? Okay. So, personal opinion. A lot of these are obviously opinions. These are going to be definitely personal opinions. This is just our personal opinions about these kind of things. If you don't agree with this, I apologize. But... We're just trying to get the information out there to discuss the subject, so we have to inject a little bit of opinion on these. Right. So my opinion is it is a bigger deterrent having these capital punishments, in my opinion. You know, in, in the old days, they used to do um, public hangings and public executions yeah. for, for this very reason yes. that I am spewing. Is this a deterrent? Oh my God, that can happen to me if I do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I might not want to do that. I'm going to, yeah. you know, stop running around with those couple fellers. And sure. So, yeah, I think as a deterrent, yes. I, I agree as a deterrent, but also as a, um, as a means of carrying out justice, but also a means to ensure that what happened doesn't happen again. I think that that's part of the equation that sometimes gets missed. Yes, this is the designed punishment for this, but part of the base behind the theory of capital punishment is something is so vile that you can't take a chance of this happening to society again. To where I, I agree. I think that bringing it back was the right idea. I mean, we, we'll get into part of this, but it's very heavily legislated. You know what I mean? It's not like we're willy-nilly about it, especially today. I mean, there probably was a time where things were a little more loose that's not really the case today. So I think we both kind of agree, yes, it, it should be, right? Yes. So to build on that, everything else off of this predication is the idea that we should probably have this on some level, okay? So what types of capital punishment should be used? Today? Today, on a state level, like how many things can you name that you are fine with us using as a means of carrying out the sentence? I don't know when it comes to the crime. I mean, we've talked about this at nauseum and I think I'll say it one more time. Yeah. I'm fairly comfortable with most of them. I mean, if they wanted to bring back the gallows and hang people, if they wanted to use the guillotine, I mean, I, those are, Interesting. those are, I mean, definitely old Sparky. I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, if it's a brutal crime, Mm-hmm. And so we'll, 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 we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. But I'm just out for right now. For right now, I'm just talking types. Okay. Like, don't, don't get, don't, d- yeah, don't, don't peel the onion. Don't, don't go too far off the rails okay. here. That, that's definitely, that, that's actually part of the next question. S- okay. So let's do, uh, I, I don't really like the lethal injection. Okay. Tell me why. Because it just seems like most of these crimes, like I won't go too far, but most of these crimes are extremely violent. Yes. And I just 
think it's an easy way out for these bad people. Yeah. I think there should be a little bit of holy shit. Yeah. And and maybe that's the eye for the eye mentality, and there's yeah. probably a, a lot of people that <clears throat> strongly disagree that yeah. if you're going to execute, it needs to be more humane. So I guess for those 40% of people, yeah, there, there should be an option. So, okay. So you said the chair. Yeah. Um, you said the gallows. Definitely. Firing squad? See, I'm not really a big proponent of the firing squad. No? No. Why? I just... You got, what, seven, nine guys. Only one of them has got a real bullet. Mm-hmm. So they don't have guilt when they go home. I think you're just putting too much on those people. You think? Yeah, I mean, one of them killed that guy. I mean, they're volunteers, typically. I don't know what that says about the system. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't have a problem with it, but I just, um, it's not like one of those I'm like raising my hand for. It's, it, it's an interesting one, I think, because it is for all intents and purposes, low cost. Sure. It's a bullet. But all of the, so the weapons are like fixed. I don't know if you know this or not. Like there's one person that's actually there in charge of making sure that everything is properly lined up. But when the trigger is pulled, the triggers are pulled. It's not like they're actually aiming. Does that make sense? Like they're fixed in like, um, in like a stock holder to where like the gun can't move. So it's not like you can pull up and miss and shoot the guy in the shoulder, and now we have to shoot him again. Does that make sense? So they they actually put the guy in like the two, in the spot on the floor. Yes. And set the guns at the forehead. Nope. They put him on the heart, and there's actually a target that they put right over where his heart is, and there's a target, and they actually they're all sighted in directly. So like this happens the day before to where they actually use a screen for it now to where it's like optics. Uh, Utah is the only state that has this, and I only know this because they actually used it last year. To where there was a, there's a really nice piece that they did on it, to where they actually showed the day before he's in the chair, to where like they have ex- his exact measurements and everything, and that's how they set this thing. And then when he goes in, the thing is right where it's supposed to be. So they, they, they didn't go fit him, They didn't go fit him for a suit. They got him to go fit him for the firing squad. Yes. Wow. Hundred percent. So so you're you're kind of not huge on the firing squad. Well, I mean, it's just. I... Okay, so firing squad, take it or leave it. Not really the hugest fan. You don't really love. You don't really love lethal injection. No. So we got the chair and the gallows. Um, old school about gas. Like you remember the gas chamber? Like uh, California was big on that back in like the eighties and early nineties. Really? Yeah, they had a gas chamber. I, I, San, was it San Quentin that had it? I don't it? know. It just reminds me too much of Auschwitz. Yeah, Auschwitz and yeah, all that's that what shit. I think of when I hear it. Not a fan. It also seems like the kind of thing that if something goes wrong and you get a leak. You know what I mean? Like you got a real problem. How many people else? How many other people are gonna die? Right. Like, what's the exposure like to something like that? You know, I mean, I don't know if there's any cases of that actually being a thing, but I don't know that there's not either. You know, I'm just, this is know. just a discussion. If you had, knew somebody that lived in Camp Lejeune, you could have a case, right? So who knows? You see that one more time, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's any other methods. I mean, like you said, I don't know about a guillotine coming back. I mean, that would be an interesting way of doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, super efficient. Got to be the, right. Got to be about the cheapest once it's built. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no electricity. No, it's gravity, baby. Right, and a giant piece of metal. You know, <laughs> like that's a lot going Sorry on. Sorry to laugh, but no. For the serious folks out there, yeah. For the you humorous folks, it's funny. Well, I mean, it's a serious subject, but I mean, you got to have a smidgen of humor well, tucked in with them. You, mean, uh, you can't be all. You dark do all need the time. a basket, right? Just a little basket. You know, something to carry it on. So, okay. I mean, I, I think that there's a place for lethal injection. 
honestly. I, I think that there's times that the other methods might not be the best way to go. Um, I think that one of the things for me to take in, into, into account when it comes to the types that are going to be used is the fact that there are everyday regular non-evil people that are going to witness this. You know what I mean? To where like, I think that you have to be a little bit cautious as far as like what you are subjected to them to. Uh, you know what I mean? As part of the carrying no. I'm That's my opinion. I, I don't think that that's because I'm also live by the rule that if you don't want to see it, don't go. I'm just saying like now, to me, like, if it's a, if you're a, a mother of a victim and you, you're like, I'm going to this because no matter what I want to see the, but I don't want to see it. Man, I don't know if I want to see that. I'd rather see somebody get put to sleep right. than get their head chopped off. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I, I think it's, that gets taken into consent. It has to a little bit because you're still dealing with huge trauma for people, you know? And some people might feel guilty. I don't know why, but if somebody did horrible things to my family member, yeah. I would want to see the guillotine in the head roll. Yeah. Just, just for like, mm-hmm. Mm, I don't disagree with that. So you started to go down this road, so I'll, I'll yeah. ask it now. Here we go. All right. So should different types of capital punishment be used based on the crime that you're being executed for? Well, I'll take that. Uh, I'm going to peel the onion a, a pinch more. Okay. Uh, I think that the family should get to choose. Don't get ahead of me. But <laughs> did you read the list ahead? Because you're one question ahead no. each time right now. No. That's funny. Okay, so we can roll these two together then. Yeah, I mean, it's all one big thing. Okay. I mean, yes, I do believe there should be different ones, and I think the family should get to pick only because, you know, if they want to see them electrocuted, yeah. if they want to – whatever. Maybe they're – they just want to see them die, and they, they just want the, the, the fentanyl yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. Pushed, then that's, that's fine too. Okay. So, I mean, you, if, so if, you, you think that the family should have some input? 100%. On this. And, so, it, and so, if they don't want to, then it's the state's choice. So then if it's the state's choice, so the state have one means per state, or should they have varying types based on what you're dealing with? I mean, every state has their own. I'm just asking opinion ideas, yeah. so it's going to be different. But w- the reason I asked this, the reason that I'm asking this specific question, is because it's not uniform right now. Right. This is something that is done in all different places in all different ways. To where my question is more, yeah, should it be varying? But should it also have some kind of a consistency to it? Like, should we be doing this the same way everywhere in a repeatable process? I would love to see every state that did this, that, that would just be electric chair. Yeah, just just be done. Have old uh, Frank Luchter's um, scheme one up, or his family. Yeah, if they're still doing it. Yep, and um, and just be done with it. And then that chair is going to last for a long, long, long time, and it's hundred years plus. Yeah, and just go. Yeah, and that is your default. If you can't make, if no one wants to make a decision, you just light it up. Yeah, because that takes about seven seconds. Uh, the way that they're tapped in now, yeah, seven, Se- seven seconds, and you're done. So you know. Might be a little cost there, a little upcharge in electric bill. Yeah. But uh, they're not executing them that fast, so. Uh, no. I mean, that's uh, we have the one of the slowest rates in history currently for, for an active period with that. So uh, I agree. I mean, I think that things that are super-duper heinous, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with the family having some input on what goes on with it. You know what I mean? I mean um, would you go as far as, like, stoning? You didn't put that one out there. No, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of the some of the That's real, pretty brutal. I mean, like, you could get crazy if you want to get into, like, thinking about ways to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you could invent a million different ways. The Iron Maiden? Right. Ugh. Anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, 
You could sick dogs on somebody if you wanted to be crazy enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying, but you, right. could, you could get as crazy as you wanted to with it. I'm talking within the bounds of like yeah. things that have been tried, true, and work. I mean, beating someone to death probably is a bad idea. I'm not a fan of that. No. I mean... That's a very personal you, thing. You want it to be as quick and clean as possible, I believe. Yes. That's why the firing squad, that's why I guillotine, even... I mean, probably the gallows pole is probably the slower. I mean, if... If it's done right, it's not. It's that's quick. True. It's that's snappity true. snap and the show's over. Okay. If it's done wrong... That's going to be a long couple minutes. Okay. So, yeah. So, if it's done right, then you're all good. Yeah. They're all quick. Um, the electric chair, seven seconds. That's good. Yeah. Lethal injection. That might be the slowest. I mean, but the should... least painful, according to most people. Gurgling and choking on your own fluids. I don't... You're drowning. I think some of those people actually drown. Sure. So, I mean... Pretty close. When they think about that, I mean, would, would, is drowning better yeah. than... You know, getting a seven-second shock? I, I don't know. I mean, ooh, what, what was that? What if that was an option? What? Drowning. <laughs> the old cement shoes. <laughs> like, if they literally, like, had you, like, somehow hooked onto a winch that was down in the bottom, and they just sucked your ass right down into a giant No, bat. I think it would be fun to get the tub, the, uh, the tub out and fill your feet full of concrete and bloop. <laughs> wow. They're off the bridge. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm not putting that on the list. That was... No. Sorry, they got a little a little too dark. So so speaking on the family on the family portion of this, next question, family oriented, is should the family have any input? Like if the family vehemently disagrees with the with the execution, should the family have input to commute it to life? Single victim, single family. I'll say I it don't that way. think that the family should have an input on the justice system. I think the legal system has to do its job. As far as what the Sentences. What the sentence is going to be. And the and the punishment. Okay. I don't think, I mean, like, it's a death sentence, but then they they, they, they feel like they, they don't want to do that to the guy. Like, let's say. They, they don't want an eye for let, an Let's eye. say it's religious reasons, whatever whatever they're citing, you know, right. they, they disagree with the, the punishment. You don't think that they should have any input on it, even though they were the one that actually lost a person. I mean, it makes sense that they could. Right. But I don't know. I will play devil's advocate some because I don't think that they should because this is a rule in place for whatever state we're talking about. Right. And, and, and if you allow that kind of stuff to happen, then you're kind of resorting back to a, a different type of law, like a, a nonconformity where you have, you have entities that are making personal decisions that can affect the entire state. And that's not what you want to have happen. Correct. So I don't think so either, but there are people that believe that way. And it's happened a lot of times to where you've had victims, families come out and beg for someone to not be executed. It's like, I hear your sentiment, but on this part of it, as close as you are to it, you're no different than anyone else that lives here to me for that situation. Yeah. Right. So I agree. Right. So here's a little something different. So currently nationwide, there's two crimes that you can be executed for nationally, right? Those are murder and treason. Okay, now the only other state that has anything about this, and this just happened in Florida, they can execute you for child molestation. Oh, should this be a national law? Absolutely, I agree. Like there are people that are losing their minds about this. I love this. I mean, you know how I feel about protecting our children. You know what I mean? To where this went through, I was like, "That's brilliant!" <laughs> like, 
Well, I'm like going to say it's a deterrent. It, if, it if that's is the, the 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 chance you're taking. You know, go ahead. It is one of those things that if you're a father or you don't have kids, but you're an uncle. Yes. You 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 have a bond, and you just when you hear these stories, you just it's it's enraging, and you you can't believe that it's going it it, it happened, and yes. you're like, man, if that happened to me, I I would be that dad in the courtroom, right? That needs restrained or restraint just to to keep from choking this guy out, right? But oh man, I could think of better, I could think of better ones. Better what? Better uh, for child molesters if they're males. I could think of better ideas. Gonna involve you a little mutilation. Well, not mutilation. Click quick and clean. Wow. <laughs> I get it. I mean, that doesn't mean that there's not other ways to hurt kids. True. You know what I'm That's saying? That's true. You'd have to remove yeah. all their limbs and call them Bob. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like this should be a national law. And I, and I yeah. think that I think the other part of this that would that would do well with it is this is should be one of those things. First time offense of any kind it can be a life sentence as well. Like no, none of this. Once again, it, though, it's got to be twenty. You're out in ten. We've got to. Like, no, we've got to make sure this is also a sensitive topic. Just like like rape, um, it's got to be proved beyond a shadow. That's of a what doubt. I'm saying. Like, there, it, there, there can't be any doubt in these questions. And I would almost push back on the death penalty. It would. It has to be. What kind of documentation do you need? Does well, DNA evidence work? I mean, I think so. I mean, if you if you have DNA, DNA video. Like something like that. Like, what if all you have is the word of a six-year-old? That's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I'm not trying to go into a huge philosophical debate on that, but this is where we're having this discussion. Like, yeah. sh- under the right circumstances, should that be a law? Absolutely. There's just there has to be some checks and balances in it. But I think that there. Ha- I mean, one of the things that is interesting, and just as a sidebar here, one of the things as we go through these cases that I think you find is that when a case gets a a conviction in a capital case that results in a death sentence, over the next 20 to 30 years, this case is going to be heavily examined. This is not a light examination. Let's go over it. Look, you were speeding. Pay the fucking ticket. We're good. It it doesn't go like that. I mean, they go in-depth on everything. Multiple circuit courts, lots of different things get involved in this to where it's not like you have one judge that presides over all 17 hearings that have to happen that's biased and then the show's over. To where, like, I think they do a very good job of vetting these before we get to the end of the line. Yeah. I think, I think I'm think i kind of maybe opening a little bit of a, a different vein here. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if we've ever talked. Well, we may, we may have touched on this at some point. Yeah. But this would be a, probably a great idea for those that aren't in favor of the death penalty and some of these methods that we've talked about. Yeah. Like, okay, you have to do... And it has to be proven be on a reasonable doubt, whether it's video, DNA, whatever they are. Yeah. I'm sure there's some good ones that that you your state may have the death penalty, but it can't just be on the table unless certain things are proved. Agreed. I mean, there definitely have to be conditioned with it. Right. Yeah. And I don't think today there are. I think it's just a oh well, like in like in Texas, you have to do like two things at once. Most that I mean that's the federal law, but that's how most states apply it. That you have to be, like, there's got to be a, a second contributing factor, right? Whether whether it's aggravated or you're in the commission of another crime at the time, right? Either way, yep. So to go along with the the last question, 
are there any other crimes besides child molestation, treason, and murder that this should be an option for? Well, let me, let me ask it this way. Should it be an option for attempted murder? You actively tried to kill somebody. Yeah, I think if, if the if the party survived and they're not horribly maimed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, like if, if you come in the room with a gun and you shoot in a couple times and you missed me. Yeah. And I get away. I don't think that person should be killed. Yeah. Because they didn't kill me. They tried. Yeah. Sorry, you, you missed. What about, what about rape? <sighs> I mean, if it's proven... I mean, I don't know. What if you're a multiple-time rape offender? You rape somebody, you're convicted, you go to jail for 20 years, you get out, you rape somebody again. Yeah, maybe, maybe multiple. Like a multiple strikes maybe on something? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. Because like, uh, if you would have asked me six months ago, you know what I mean? Hey, murder and treason are what we have. Is there anything else we should add in there? I feel like that was a bar that was set a long time ago, and it seems like the baseline for most people. But like when I mean, you think about it, Messing with our kids, I feel like qualifies as something yeah, bad so, enough so, that you deserve to not be around anymore because you're going to fuck up somebody else's life the entire way. And that includes rape. It's just it's just child molestation rape, right? Right. Um, so that's definitely, for 100%, yeah. I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Um, adult rape, still just as bad, can screw people up for years. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I think it probably should be an option. Yeah. Um, I think depending on the severity, you know what I mean? Like there has to be like a capital murder version of it. You know what I mean? Like a capital, a capital rape case. You know what I mean? You're a serial rapist. I find that I would say, I would say serial rapist for sure. Right. So like, but like, obviously there'll be rules of what constitutes. Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I don't know what that number is, but then you'd have people going around just staying under the number. Look at me. (laughs) <laughs> well, right. Like after the second one, I'm like, done. I guess I can't do no more. They got my DNA for everything. Maybe I don't ever do that again. Right. But you still should go to jail for a while. I, I mean, mean, they'll be in jail for a long time, but that's what we're discussing. You get 20 years for the first rape, 20 years for the second, and then life for the, th- or then uh, executed for the third. Sure. Sign me up. Okay. I'm okay with that theory. I wonder if they even get 20 years for a rape. Who knows? It depends. I mean, like there's so many different, different classifications for it. I mean, they should. I mean, I don't disagree, but it depends. It always depends. You know, there's always gross sexual imposition. You know what I mean? Like, there's different things depending on what it is, you know? The one thing we, well, no, I don't want to go over it. Okay, then don't do it. Yeah. Perfect. So, changing gears on this just a little bit then. Um, should the jury that hands down the conviction also be the same jury that decides the punishment? Because in a lot of states, what you have is you have a capital murder case, Right. You have where they go through the trial, guilty, not guilty. Great. Two weeks later, that same jury comes back and decides whether it's going to be life or a death sentence. Should that be the same jury or should that be different? I don't see why it would have to be different. No? No. I mean, you're the, you're the, you're the folks deliberating if he's guilty or not. Yeah. Why not just choose, save our tax dollars and just figure it out? Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it would help eliminate maybe some of the bias that would be in there. I mean, what we've heard horror stories about cases where you had three people that would not change their mind, so everybody else just got on board to get it through. I, I hate that for a conviction. I'd really hate that for an execution. You know what I mean? 
that that's where like uh, for me it's it's one of those things I would kind of like to see changed in the way that we do it. Yeah, but I think you and I even touched on once before about yeah the ten uh, two or the don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> One question at a time here. I got a whole list of them. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're like, why are you shutting me down? <laughs> I love that you're on board, though. Like, your your mentality is right with mine. And the best part is, like, I try to do this in a little bit of an order. You're literally just a question or two ahead every time. Okay. So it's perfect. Right. So I got you on the right path, at least. I feel like the, the organization yeah. is working, which right. we'll take. Right? Yeah. So I, so that's just my I opinion. don't think I they think, need a separate jury. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I just think we need to figure it out a little better. Okay. I feel like I, I, I've watched a lot of Datelines, and you listen to a lot of compelling cases, and it's like, was that beyond reasonable doubt? Like, sometimes it's not to me. Like, that's a reasonable doubt. Like, you don't have a weapon. You don't have a fingerprint. You don't have a footprint. You don't have a tire print. Like, you don't have anything. You got some guy named Clem that thinks he saw a guy fit in that description coming out of a quickie mart. You know what I mean? Like, there are cases that go down like that. Well, those cases should not be... Capital murder. I, but it happens. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to get ele- uh, executed for just somebody's, you know, eyewitness account, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, Th- those those are so... Uh, unreliable. Unreliable. And the, and, and people, they, they have tested this. Yes. And it's bad. Oh, people, it's our, terrible. Our, our short-term memories are, are horrible. Right. What you think happened a lot of times is not... To the tooth, what happened? Or you, you'll like my favorite ones when they do like that is when like they'll show five people the same thing and their versions of what it was are not the same. Right, right. That's where you get into problems. So, so another question for you, kind of on the same lines, is should a jury, like if your prosecutor comes in and is seeking a life sentence, should the jury have the right to override that and impose a death sentence? I mean, I like this a little, a lot better than the family deciding. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I was in a jury once, and they actually gave us the option to choose the more, like a longer prison term versus a shorter. Yeah, we, we got to choose that. Yeah. So why wouldn't we get to choose? If it's a really heinous crime and it's there's a couple murders, yeah, why wouldn't we be able to suggest the death penalty? Right. It's interesting. I I think that it sh- definitely should be. I think that that's another good part of the checks and balances that go into the whole thing. You know what I mean? Because you could have a prosecutor that just doesn't believe in it, so doesn't want to seek it when right. it's the law of the state and might be a practical implication of it. Right. So that. So what about when you were on a jury? Shut up! I've never <laughs> been on a jury, asshole. Sorry. Sorry to our fans. I apologize for that. But <laughs> to finish that particular question, should a judge have the right to override it? So if the jury comes back with life or a death sentence, either one, should the judge have the right to override that either way? I think the judges already do. So in a lot of places they do. I'm asking if they should be able to. I don't think so. I mean, if, if, if you're allowing the jury to come up with a punishment, yes, then... Why would the judge have the power to overrule that? Because he doesn't see it fit? I mean, that's why you have the jury. Right. The only way that I think that the judge should do it in a capital case like this is if the person chose a bench trial. A bench trial is no jury. You're leaving it up to the judge, right? The judge makes the entire decision. In that case, yes. But I don't think that 
I don't like over rules what, like that from a judge. You know what I mean? If the if a if twelve people can, but it does happen. It just happened not too long ago to where a judge overruled the jury and imposed a death sentence. Like, like sorry, you got it wrong. Yeah, like I would almost go that way more. Like if I was gonna say, okay, well, the judge can't knock it down, but he can if he thinks that they got it wrong and they should. So they can. So they. You think that the judge should be able to level up and not level down? Right. Okay. I don't necessarily hate that. I don't know. I feel like I would have to see the legislation on how it would play out, you know, but like, I don't hate that idea, you know? But once again, it's one person, right? The judge is one person. Correct. And I don't want to throw out conspiracies and, and, and all this other stuff, but there could be circumstances, circumstances where the judge would be better if he got rid of this person. For whatever, sure. shut this guy up, right? Forever. Well, so agreed. maybe maybe the judges shouldn't have that power. Well, one of the things I don't want these judges to be is elected. This is where I believe in appointed judges because I don't want a judge making a decision because he think he or she thinks it's going to be popular and get them reelected. That's where I'm going. Yeah, like that's where I think that the only judges making these decisions should be appointed judges. You're appointed for a certain period of time. After that, thank you very much for serving. On to the next. You know what I mean? Like that I'm down with. Yeah. So, cool. and that you touched on this just to get this dwelled down. Eight, four is the current minimum guidelines. So if you have an eight to four vote in the state of Florida, most States that have the death penalty, it has to be unanimous 12 0, right? But in Florida, you can go down to eight, four. So eight, four, nine, three, 10, two, 11, one, or 12 0, you can still have the death penalty where I know we talked about this on a previous show, but where do you think this line should be? I like 10 and 2. I don't disagree with that. That's a solid B minus at yeah. 80, at 83.3%. I mean, that gives you a couple people that just are opposed. I've been opposed since, you know, I can remember when. Right. I can't have this on my conscience to put no. my name on there. Right. And that's going to happen. You're never, I don't see how you can ever get a g- collective group of people all to be like you and I. Like, you know, burn them at the stake. But it happens. I mean, people get sentenced to death all the time. Yeah, I suppose. But I, I agree. I think more more ever than, I mean, more now than ever, that people are going to be guided by their principles and sometimes try to not follow the letter of the law. Right. And, I think, I, and I think that also it gets a few people off the hook that, that just can't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, right. You don't want 98-year-old grandma that got seated on that jury if she's not comfortable with it, you don't, want, you don't want to force her to put her name on it. Right. You know what I mean? And put extra undue stress on her. I think it gives a few people the outs, and then if the rest of them want to go for it, it's good. Right. I, I think I can handle 10 A lot of people would hate that, and I totally understand their points too, you know? But like we talked about before, anything between 8-4 and 12-0 is still going to go through the same review po- process to determine whether or not it's going to stick. So... I agree. Ten two is a good is a good place for that. Um, okay, here's one for you. Should you be eligible for the death sentence if you did not pull the trigger, you did not plunge the knife, you didn't actually physically participate in the murder, the rape, whatever we're talking about? So you are a bystander of some type, right? You may have helped move the bodies afterwards, but you didn't kill anybody. Mm-mm. Right. I don't think so. I, I don't like it, but so 
we agree on that. You know, if you're the driver and you didn't know that that was going to happen, you know, you thought your boys were going to go in and rob somebody. They come out and they murked two people. Should you be on the hook for that? If you genuinely didn't know it, I don't think so. Just in my own opinion. But the question then becomes, if that's the case, how far involved can you be without getting it? Well, now, your scenario right there, you're the driver, you pull up to a gas station, your two buddies go out and to rob it, they end up shooting them. If you don't know that's going to happen, and you honestly didn't know they were going to kill two people or kill one person, Yeah, I don't think you should be on the hook. Now, if you pulled up and it was a revenge thing and you knew your two buddies were going to kill that, then that's a different story. Because then you're, that makes you a more active participant, well, I think. Well, I think that you're all of a sudden you're, in, you're a true accessory. Well, you're an accessory to murder instead of an accessory to a robbery. Right. Right? I, I agree. Like, I think that it has to be something along that level. You know? Like, the other, the other thing I would say is this, and I feel like this is a rule that I don't know why we don't have it. Other countries do have it to where you, you've always heard the stories after the fact, after everybody's been caught and everybody's going to trial and everybody knows what exactly happened. You have the people like... I was afraid for my life. So that's why I went along with it. What kind of time frame after it happens would be an acceptable window to where from the, from when the event is over, the clock starts, you know, the, the moment you're back home, back someplace else away from the other people that were involved with it. How long do you have to report it before you are on the hook? 12 hours. I, I would go 24. Just you have one day. To make the contact, to go down there, get your statement out there. But I also think that anybody that does this, there has to be a route to protective custody immediately. If you're actually going to be talking about a murder case, you know what I mean? To where you're trying to do the right thing, you're keeping yourself out of jail, leading them to the person that they're supposed to be at. I don't think that you giving a, going and giving a statement and being back on the street in five minutes with a target on your back is a good idea either. Correct. And I think that if if our law had a 24-hour... Rule. We'll just say it's 24 hour. Yeah. 24 hour free bird law. Yeah. That if you did this, you'll be one, you'll be protected. Yeah. And two, uh, you will not be punished. If everything checks out. Right. You just can't be some squawking box you know, coming down and saying, you know, Jimmy and Johnny did this and nothing actually happened. Right. I got, I got that too. Uh, you know, cause you need to be accountable if you're lying. That's what I'm saying. So if you go down there and you lie, you read out your buddies because you're afraid that you're all about to get caught, and then it comes out that you actually were more involved in it than what you're saying. Right. You're right back on the hook. Yes. Yeah. But no, if it's legit thing where you were afraid for your life, and yeah, yeah you got 24 hours, then you're protected. Yeah. And, and yada yada. But yeah, if it, if it comes to light that you you know you were higher or yeah. more involved accessory, then yeah. Yeah. We Sorry actually about it. One one of the previous cases, I think it was somewhere around 45 that we did. Uh, was a very young man at the time that this happened, was never inside the store, had nothing to do with the actual shooting, claimed from the beginning he had nothing to do with it, and he was actually executed like 26 years later. Hmm. That was one of the ones that we had a problem with. You know what I mean? Like, not a fan of that. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think we, we're in agreement on that one. Not pulling the trigger, there, there's got to be a new set of rules and some kind of a moratorium. I mean, you know how much time and effort that would save people if there was actually some kind of a safe zone for this kind of stuff? You can, because the minute that you're an accessory to anything, especially if it becomes capital murder, you're hitting 20 years. You help, you help move a body. You're hitting 20 years. You know, you help dig a hole. You're hitting 20 years like that. That's happening. 
I mean, you look at every case that this happens in, it's almost across the board. The only time that you don't see it like that is if you have a case where they don't have any real evidence other than your testimony. Then they cut a bigger deal to where you end up doing next to nothing. But if they don't need your testimony, you're, you're getting 20 as an accessory every time. I don't love that. You know what I mean? No. That's where... Well, once again, it's... None of this shit, whether it's <laughs> uh, vaccines or yeah. or sentences, should be one size fits all. No, I mean you got to look at the case a little bit. Right, there's got to be a little bit. How much of, of an accessory, on a scale of one to ten? How right. much of a? Okay, he was a a seven. Right. So well, you have like sub criteria for it. Yeah, I mean let's just let's let's give the let's the punishment should fit the crime. I agree completely. Next one up. We just did a case, just did a case on this. The very last case we did. Should you be able to convict and sentence a 15-year-old to death? Man, it would have to be really, really bad. I mean, the last one, the show that we did, when he was 15, he murdered a cop in cold blood. After stealing a car. Yeah, I mean that's pretty bad. I When when do you get a second chance? Like what well, what's the cutoff when you don't get any more second chances, right? Right. Um that's why I asked specifically about 15. I mean, you're obviously going down the wrong path and if you can kill somebody at that age. Whew, right. Especially pretty, maliciously. That's pretty tough. It is. But yeah. I don't know about death. You're 10 years away from even having your brain fully developed. Yeah. At that point in time. I mean. I mean, I think it's got to be almost a case to case thing. You know what I mean? But I, I think. Once again, I th- yes. I, I think generally on a whole, we probably don't want to do that. I don't think so. I mean, what's the, what's the line though? I mean, 18, I mean, you're cur- 18 and you kill somebody. But currently um, across the country, like I think that it can go as, I think the, the youngest has been 11 or 12 that's been convicted and and sentenced to death. 11 year old. Uh, it's 11, 12, something like that for the, for the youngest one. I mean, we had a 14 year old just what, two years ago executed, not executed, but was sentenced to death and is now in some kind of a protected death row. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, crazy stuff. I mean, if you're okay, if you walked into a school and you shot a bunch of your classmates, classmates and, and you killed eight people, it's kind of hard not to judge that harsh. Yeah. You've done some bad shit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not, an, I'm not hugely in favor of this uh, for the, for the under 18s, but I think that a real program to put them into something. I mean, I hate the idea of housing somebody for 70 years. You know what I mean? That's like, the other side. Like you yeah. have to put them into something where they're going to be productive and produce something that at least benefits the prison, if not all of society. I mean, I think we need to get back to some of that where like there's work programs that are real benefits. And I'm not talking outside the walls. I'm talking about the stuff that they can do. I mean, look how many people work remotely these days. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like you're going to tell me that there's no work that any of these people could be doing that's remote work? God, wouldn't that be weird? Getting into your team's meeting. <laughs> And there's a couple orange jumpsuits in there too, working alongside you in the team's meeting, but they're actually in the pen and the pokey. Yeah, I mean, it's it could happen. You know I what mean, I mean? It, I mean, it's, it would have to be on closed systems that can't get outside. I mean, you can't you can't be letting them just cruise the internet 
at that point. You know what I mean? Like right. th- there'd have to be some, some tight restrictions on what they're doing on their computers. You know what I mean? That's being monitored. But like, that's where I would like to see some of that go. Like instead of executing a 15 year old, can we please give them some kind of a purpose with their life? You know, that's my, that's just my opinion on it. I would agree. So another one that's, it's been controversial since this subject ever was broached as far as any kind of litigation goes. Should your IQ matter if you've done something that qualifies you for a death sentence? See, this is, this is one I, I'm pretty sure I've been pretty uh, stern or, or strong hold on is, is I don't think so. Because I feel if whether, however smart you are. Yeah. You still should know that killing somebody is bad. Yes. And I don't know how you could not. Right. And the other, I agree with you completely. I don't think that IQ should matter and it shouldn't matter from this perspective. If, if somebody has a, as a real low IQ, an actual impairment, right? Somebody is in charge of that person. Somebody is charged with their care, Right. That's a failure of that person. Sure. On, on behalf of the state. Or the system, right. On behalf of everyone. You know what I mean? Like at some point, that can't matter anymore. You are the one that has taken responsibility for what's going to happen as a result of decisions that that person makes with not having all of their faculties. That's my opinion on it. No, I agree. To where a lot of, you see a lot of these cases where they're like, oh, so-and-so was borderline, so-and-so was borderline, so-and-so was borderline. I'm not opposed to every person having a state-given test that gives us what that number is. You know what I mean? And a certain number, you don't get to play with everybody else because you are a danger because you don't know right from wrong. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That, I mean, that's just my opinion. It just, But we see this a lot. And then we see a lot of contradictory information. Like we had a story, uh, again, it was late last year. The defense came in and said that the IQ was at a 78. Well, 80 is considered to actually be impaired. The state comes in, theirs is at a 105. And 100 is median average. So, like, what do you go on? You know what I mean? That's where I think if everybody, as you come up through school, you have to take an IQ test, you know, government-sponsored, cross the board, whatever, you know. But I I just think that that would be a very smart way to at least start eliminating this, but also be very clear on who has to have a caretaker and who doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know. So, just my opinion on that. Yeah. Should a history of severe abuse be taken into account when you're sentencing on a life sentence or a death sentence. This is a pretty good one. Um, if Johnny got his ass kicked by his stepfather mm-hmm. from age four on, he to, knows that he knows a life of violence. to age 16. Yeah. And that's all he freaking knows. I think you. I think you have to. You have to execute, or you have no, to give I think life. You, I think you have to take it into consideration. So let me ask it this way: Is there still a, an evil person, probably? But is there a statute of limitations on that? So if you have been abused throughout your youth, you make it to adulthood, you're free. If you kill somebody when you're 28, 10 years after you've been a legal adult, are you still protected by what you went through back then? Well, what I'm saying is maybe they shouldn't get the death penalty. Maybe they should get life in prison. Right, but what I'm saying is under that theory, it doesn't matter when it happened. 
So if you're nine, if you're 18, when you get out of the out of the situation and you kill somebody at 19, you get protected. If you're 18 when you get out of the situation and you kill somebody at 38, 20 years later, are you still protected because you went through that abuse? I may, does the question I make sense? I don't think it's really protected. I think it's just you're still going to go to jail for the rest of your life. Right, but it absolves you from a death sentence. And, and it, this does happen. This is not some pie-in-the-sky yeah. idea. There's a lot of juries that basically have said, look, because of the abuse that this person went through, we weren't comfortable giving them a death sentence. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I, it just all depends. I think that, it, I, I hate to say it, I think in some ways it has to do with a combination of the two things. Exactly how severe were the crimes? You know what I mean? Was it a crime of passion? You know, a double tap and it was over in four seconds? Or is this a three-hour torture and rape sesh? You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. So it depends to me. I think that it, it all has to be taken into consideration. I agree that on some level it has to be taken into some kind of an account. No, I, I think you're right though. I mean, it's still, you have to look at the crime. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. Cause I, if you're I, doing horrific, heinous things, three hours of torture and rape. Yeah. That's yeah. you, you got, you need to go away. Yeah. That's a whole different right. thing. I mean, no matter what had happened to you, but something got broken. You know? I mean, like you said, if if it's a drive-by and you just fire a few random, you know, stray bullets and you end up killing somebody. It's a different kind of evil. Right. Right, than, than what we were talking about. So I think that's how that has to go hand in hand. Just, again, these are all just opinions. Uh, we look forward to hearing yours as, as these come out. So we got like six or seven more here. Um, another interesting one. In a state that does not have capital punishment, should the federal government be able to come in and basically hijack a case because they believe that it should be tried under a possible death sentence conviction. Yes, I think they should, and don't they already? They do. Okay, so yes and yes. Yeah. I, I think, again, I think it depends on what it is. I think that there has to be something about it that makes it a federal crime, something that puts it on a level to where it, it is a real impact well, there is, already, there is already a criteria, right? There is, but I mean, basically the criteria, though, like are almost the same as any other state. The federal criteria for charging somebody with capital murder, basically the exact same as charging anybody with, with a, a first-degree murder charge. They're basically the same thing as far as criteria goes, state to state. The federal government falls in line. It's just they have jurisdiction to overtake. So I, I think, yes, but they better have their shit together if they do it. Like you better have an airtight case. This better right. be some rock hard. This better be some super heinous stuff that's like off the charts. Like the kid that we're looking at in Idaho that looks like he killed those four college kids. I'm yes. okay with this being a federal case. Yes, you know what I mean. To where they fit the bill, you know, to to go to actual federal prison. You know that where the Timothy McVeighs and people like that went. You know, absolutely cool. We agree with on that one pretty quick. Kind of a silly question, but times have changed. Should last meals be a thing anymore? Like on the day that you're going to die, does it matter what you eat? <laughs> well, we've had some interesting ones on this show. Yeah. I think within reason, I, I think there should be a last meal. But, you know, then again, why are we honoring these people? So I'm saying. Like this is like a time-honored thing that's like literally from like eons and eons ago. Like this is not, it's just a weird tradition that somehow has carried over that you get a last meal. Like, well, you should get a last meal, but maybe it shouldn't be. But like something special? Yeah, a la carte and whatever you want. I mean, I, I'm a favor of the Texas model. You can have a last meal, the same thing everybody else in here is eating today. I love that. Right. Like that's, and that's basically what I'm saying. Should it be 
extravagant prison fare. Or, no, I mean, we've or, heard we've heard where the guy's eating like four tubs of ice cream. Right, but we just did one in Florida where they have a forty dollar limit. Right. You know, you want McDonald's one more time, bro? We'll get you some McDonald's. You got forty bucks. How many cheeseburgers you want? You know, like something like that. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that, but still, it's kind of like you're giving these guys are, although they are about to die, and I know they probably deserve to, but I don't know. It's like a weird, like, last act of civility toward them. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's, was like the, we'll say the warden. Yeah. Maybe it was his last way of, like, clearing his conscience. Yeah. Well, I gave him a good meal. Yeah. Before they died. Super hypothetic, but I've all, I've often thought about this. Do you think that legally the government, if you request a last meal, right, whatever it is, do you think that legally they should be allowed to put a sedative in that? We're worried about you being Johnny Violence when we get you going towards the, towards the gurney in here. So when you get your last meal, we're gonna give you a little, a little, no. a little slow you down. You think that should no. be okay? No, because if they decide to get jumpy, mm, we got some black sticks that are just gonna bust some kneecaps. Yeah. What? Why? Why make? Why dull the pain? Is what I'm saying. He's he's controlled. He might go crazy for a minute, but you know, Billy Clubs. Work wonder, right? <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think that they should be able to do it. But like, there have been people that have advocated for it. That's why I ask. You know, right when right when you say that, I think of Braveheart, and I don't want to dull my senses. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good for that either. Uh, last meals, I agree. Like something within reason, thirty, forty bucks, something that can be easily picked up on the way to work. Or, or if they're not willing to do that, what everybody else is eating that day. Right. The same old shit that they've been slopping for years. Yeah. I agree completely. Two quarts of ice cream and all this other shit's bullshit. Right? Uh, interesting question. Should you be able to execute a foreign citizen? So if somebody's here on vacation or something and Sure. And they kill two people. Yes. Should we be able to hold them and kill them? Yes. Or should they be extradited to their country? To do whatever they want to with them. I mean, if their fate was going to be the same, I wouldn't really care if they were extradited back. Yeah. Um, but should we? I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, it, they did it here, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, do you feel the same way about Americans? I mean, should other pe- other countries be able to hold our people and execute them? Like Brittany Griner for having some marijuana? No. <laughs> looking, looking at a 10-year sentence? For marijuana? That's stupid today. In today's world, that's stupid. I'm not saying that that's not dumb. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And there's other countries that have a lot lower standard for an execution than we do. Right. I don't know. I feel like I, it, I feel like it's something. I feel like if if that's ever the case, I feel like it's something that should be handled by the federal government. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like if you are not a national and you commit something like this, it shouldn't even be eligible to be tried by the state. Agreed. That's my opinion. That, that would be perfect. Because there's going to be foreign affairs that have to be involved in this It some goes point. federal, and then we see what happens. Right. And it saves your state a whole shitload of money, right? And my last and final question on the list for tonight is, should executions be public again? I think. Yeah? At least, well, I was going to say pay-per-view, but... And it wouldn't be the same. No, that's the second half of my question, actually. Is should they be on 35819, like on NBC, ABC, Fox, CBS, or would... should it should it be something that's more like that in a controlled environment? 
<laughs> I I don't think they would ever put him on the, the, the local channels. Yeah. Um but I do think that uh I don't know. If if like there was an execution going on in like Columbus, Ohio, I don't know if I would you know, am I am I too lazy not to just drive down there and check it out or would it be easier to I mean, but you can't you can't just walk in and check it out now. It doesn't work like that. Like in order to go to an execution, you have to basically be invited and approved by the prosecutor. I'm talking and about a public one, right? That's what I'm saying. So a public execution, let's just say Wadsworth. Yeah, somebody did something bad. Yeah, and they were going to execute him here in Wadsworth, here in town, here in town, right down smack. They right. got just the, plug the chair into the match and go. Whatever. Yeah. Um. You 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 people would be on buildings. Watching. I mean, right? You'd have every news crew in the state here. So, I don't know if he, I don't know if it would be the same as on TV. I think if it was on TV, it'd be more of a novelty, and people would do it, do more crimes just to be on TV, seen by millions. So, pay per view would probably be bad. I think it'd be a, 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 the wrong reason. Because you think that there would be people that were trying to get like their claim to fame as the biggest pay per view draw ever. Well, for this? I think that there's people out there that maybe don't appreciate their life as much as other people, and maybe the, like well, we see it all the time with these shootings. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you know, this guy, you know, had the largest TV viewing of any because he killed seven people. Right. I'm going to kill. Thir- I mean, imagine if I'm going to kill 13. Imagine like a Charles Manson or a Timothy McVeigh or uh, the Unabomber. Like if it was one of those people, it would be a spectacle. See, I think that that would be bad. I think it would give too much attention. And I've preached forever. Like, don't give these cases that much attention. Do what you have to do. Execute them. Don't give us all the details on how they did this stuff. Yeah. It's just too much information for our little minds, and then people want to copycat, and it's just bad. So, yeah, you can't pay-per-view it, um, but a public execution, I think, would still be... Maybe no one would show up anymore. I don't know. Oh, people would be... I mean, it would be a it would be a brawl, like, like everything else these days, because you'd have both sides... Protest and counter protest them. Yeah. I think. I think I would be more in favor of um, it being done behind closed doors, but there being some kind of a broadcast that was available. Because one of the things that is happening is these executions are being done in the name of the American people, whether it's federally or by the state. You know what I mean? To where these executions are being done on our on our behalf, I feel like the people have a right to see what's being done on their behalf. It's up to you. You don't have to watch it. Yeah. Just like you don't have to vote. You know what I mean? Like there's a million things you don't have to do to participate. I know. But I think I, that I, it should be openly available to people of age that want to see it. Yeah, but how do you control that? That's not my problem to figure out. Like I'm not working on that side of it. I and I'm I still think it gets too much attention. You think? In the wrong way. Interesting. So so you're down with it being public, like in a public square, but yes. n- but like so this would be like a no cell phone, no video area? Well, I guess maybe pay-per-view wouldn't be bad because you're still paying money. You're making a conscious choice. You're spending 80 bucks to watch this guy fry or whatever. Right. So maybe that would be okay, but not just on prime time, three, yeah. five, and eight. Right. The, the interesting part of it, and I don't want to go too dark here with this, but... Everything is a spectacle on TV these days. I I wonder how that would go presentation-wise. Like, there would have to be some kind of a, 
commentator set. You know what I mean? They're not just going to show it and and have like blank and audio. They're removing the shackles. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You'd end up having some kind of a a law pundit on there talking about it. Probably. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I'm I'm torn about this. I feel like as a deterrent. That's what public executions were initially yeah. for. You know what I mean? Um, There's some sick motherfuckers out there. There are. That would just enjoy this for the wrong reasons. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah. And I did actually have one more question, and then we'll we'll call it a night here. If your execution is botched, should they have the ability to try it again? <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah. I don't know, man. They should, they should be categorized. Lethal injections, one, you know. I don't think so. I think that they. I think that if they put you through all that and they screw it up, like that's their one chance. Now you. Now you're commuted to life immediately. If they screw it up, I think that you should get a commuted sentence. And I know for me that probably sounds crazy, but that's honestly how I feel about it. Because I, I, if if that wasn't, I feel like it would leave the door open to like, oh, we screwed up again. See you in two weeks. Oh, sorry, we screwed up again. We'll see you in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like if somebody was a real dirt bag, you know? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I read a story today, 2014. It's one of the bigger cases that, that's had a botched execution. Um, it was in Arizona. They had to administer the three-drug cocktail 15 times in two hours. So this guy gurgled and spat and coughed for two hours while this went on. Hopefully he was a serious a-hole. He killed his uh, ex-wife and their daughter. So he was a pretty terrible human being. What I'm saying is, though, is that the execution you won't put out there in your name? No. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you got one chance, state, get it right. You know what I mean? Because I feel like this has to be, like we talked about, something that's done pretty quickly. So yeah. hopefully you guys learned something tonight. Hopefully it gives you something to think about the next time you're listening to a show, just all the different aspects that go into this. Uh, like we always want to touch on at the end, specifically this month, May is National Mental Hairna- Mental Health Awareness Month. That is a mouthful for me there to say go. for some reason. You got it. If you're really struggling with something and you need some help, please reach out. The phone number is 1-800-662-4357. Absolutely. So if you're having bad thoughts about hurting yourself or others or just can't kick that drug problem, please call the number. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll talk to you again real soon. Stay safe.